Taylor Ball here. A few months back, my friends and I arrived really, really early to class. The room was empty, and so we chatted amongst ourselves. Then, my good friend Rachel came rushing in, in a total panic. Of course, we asked, hey, Rach, what's wrong? And she said, I don't have an aesthetic. I need an aesthetic. And, well, we all burst into laughter as Rachel started telling us all about how desperately she needed an aesthetic, or a theme for her Instagram account. We were teasing her, lovingly, as she started brainstorming ideas. Here's Taylor's take on creating a personal aesthetic, an online reputation, and more. Let's get this ball rolling. For those of you who don't know what aesthetic means, here it is. Aesthetic is a bit of a buzzword lately. According to the dictionary, it's a noun that means a particular individual's set of ideas about style and taste along with its expression. It's used as an adjective, aesthetic, or as an adverb, like aesthetically pleasing, which means pertaining to beauty or being beautiful. Often, you'll see articles online with headlines like 10 Steps to Creating Your Instagram Aesthetic. Anyway, let me continue my story. Rachel was frantically scrolling through her Instagram feed as she tried to figure out how she wanted to portray herself online. Should I be preppy, she asked. Mm, but that's not really my vibe. What about, oh, a cool hipster? You know, mason jars, tie-dye, all that. Oh, what if I was edgy? Ripped jeans, black boots, winged eyeliner. I mean, I've been wanting to get a tattoo anyway. <laughs> Again, we were all laughing at how ridiculous she was being, but each time she described her new persona, we knew exactly what she meant. Preppy, hipster, edgy, there are clear associations with each word. Earlier this year, I attended a TEDx event and one of the speakers touched on this exact topic. Her name was Zaina Rose, and she was an image consultant and strategist. Strategist. Oh man, I cannot pronounce that word. <laughs> anyway, her TED Talk was titled, Does Your Style Tell Your Full Story? It was very interesting, and I highly recommend watching it. In her talk, she discussed how important our first impressions are. Do we have a strong handshake? Are we making eye contact? Are we smiling? And so on. Most of us know this already but we often fail to consider the importance of creating a strong online first impression. You may have heard that it takes about seven seconds to make a first impression, but this is only true if it's in person. This time frame is radically reduced if someone is looking at your online profile instead. You only have a half a second to make a first impression online. Talk about Crazy! <laughs> now, oftentimes, when we work on our online presence and try to create an aesthetic, we may be mocked like my poor friend Rachel. Sorry, Rach. We may seem shallow or vain. But Zaina made a really interesting point. She said that you need to tell people who you are before they tell you. Let me repeat that. You need to tell people who you are before they tell you. In general, people make assumptions right away. We judge books by their cover, we judge people by their first impressions, 
And, well, I guess we judge Instagram accounts by their aesthetics. <laughs> when we first meet someone, we have very little information to use to form an opinion. So we rely on what we have and we extrapolate. And let me tell you, we extrapolate a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> we often rely on labels to form a larger picture of the person we just met. For example, if I were described with a few labels, people might say, I'm introverted, a university student, a leader, a vegan, a big sister, and more. When you hear each of these labels, you already have an idea of what a person with that label might be like. When you hear that I'm a big sister, you may think that I'm bossy, or you may think that I'm responsible. When you hear that I'm a university student, you may think that I party a lot, or on the other hand, you may think that I'm a committed student. It just depends on your interpretation of the label and your experience with people categorized by this label. For example, as someone who lives in a city, my interpretation of farmers is very different from the interpretation of someone who grew up on a farm. Totally different. The reality is, though, we rely on labels. Whether we like it or not, and I'm not saying it's right or that it's good, I'm just saying it's commonplace, we rely on labels. So when we create our online presence, we are deciding what labels we want to define ourselves with. Obviously, we're much more complex and multidimensional than a simple label, but in order to communicate a clear, concise message, we often choose to emphasize only a few aspects of who we are. Many of my friends have very strong Instagram aesthetics. Some of them depict themselves as world travelers, others as nature lovers or as artists or even foodies. Of course, there is so much more to their personality than this one aspect that they are showcasing, but rather than letting other people passively define and label them, they are taking a proactive step by creating their own definition of who they are and how they want to be perceived. Essentially, they're writing their own story. The interesting thing is that this actually has a very big impact on how people perceive them. It's called the halo effect. The halo effect is a cognitive bias which says our overall impression of someone influences how we think or feel about their character. If we think someone is a nature lover, we may think that they are down-to-earth, friendly, grounded, for example. This term, the halo effect, was first coined by Edward Thorndike in 1920. He conducted an experiment, and his goal was to determine how ratings of one quality influence the assessment of another quality. He asked commanding officers to evaluate soldiers on their physical qualities, like are they clean, is their uniform well kept, etc., and then he asked them to evaluate these same soldiers on their mental, emotional, and social qualities. Thorndike found that if one set of qualities was rated highly, the other set tended to have similar ratings, and vice versa. Now, this halo effect is often called the physical attractiveness stereotype, because studies have found that attractive people are often perceived as more intelligent, likable, and funny. The halo effect is really commonplace. In classrooms, well-behaved students are perceived as smarter, more engaged, and more hardworking. Even if this isn't actually the case, it could be the exact opposite. In the workplace, 
Studies have shown that the halo effect influences performance evaluations. Employees who are perceived as enthusiastic receive higher performance reviews, even if these employees lack basic skills and knowledge. Crazy. So for anyone out there who has a job, you may want to remember that. Be enthusiastic. <laughs> anyway, marketers utilize the halo effect to sell their products. They associate celebrities with their product, and in doing so, their product is perceived as having the same traits as the celebrity. You can see why social media is such a popular form of self-expression. You can create an online presence, you have control over your digital first impression, and you can use the halo effect to your advantage by clearly defining who you are. You get to choose which associations people make and how they define you, for the most part anyway. So that's Taylor's take. What do you think? Do you have an aesthetic? Are you aware of your online first impression? What do you think of labels? How would someone define you? I want to hear your thoughts, but for now, I gotta bounce. <laughs>